This is Locked On Anaheim Ducks, episode number 565, and this is take five, just like Dave Brubeck. Y'all ever have one of those days? Well, you know who didn't have one of those days is the new coach of the Gulls and the new assistant coach of the Anaheim Ducks. We'll talk about that and free agency on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. You're Locked On Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And action. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of TLOPN or Tlopin. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And I want to thank you all, as always, for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right into it. So we got some new coaches to talk about. And I actually have a lot of thoughts on both the new head coach for the San Diego Goals and the new assistant coach for the Anaheim Ducks. And this will all make sense. This will segue into it. Believe it or not, we are not going to start with the Anaheim Ducks. Instead, we are going to start with the San Diego Goals because, hey, they just announced their new head coach and he just had his press conference earlier today. Longtime head coach of the San Jose franchise, Roy Summer, was introduced as the newest head coach for the San Diego Goals. And that makes the fourth head coach for the San Diego Goals in order. Dallas Eakins, remember that? That was a long time ago. Then right after Dallas Eakins is one of my favorite guys, Kevin Deneen. And then after Kevin Deneen was Joel Bouchard for a season. And now Roy Summer takes the reins in San Diego And this is San Diego's third head coach in three seasons, which might beg a lot of questions. I mean, look, Dallas Eakins was the longtime coach for the San Diego Goals, and he led that team to numerous playoff appearances, led the Goals to a Western Conference final where they met their untimely demise against the Chicago Wolves. And then right after that, I mean, Eakins has been the coach for three seasons going on four. There's been three coaches. I just mentioned all three of them. Roy Summer is the next one. So a little bit about Roy Summer before we talk about the rest. Roy Summer is the winningest coach in American Hockey League history. He's the AHL's all-time leader with 808 wins. He's also coached 1,736 games. You don't have to do the math. (laughs) I'm not going to go on from that. So he has spent most of his last few years with the Sharks organization, dating back to 2006 when he spent almost a decade out in Worcester. He talked a little bit about Worcester in today's press conference, which I'll get to momentarily. He spent the past seven seasons with the San Jose Barracuda. Now, here's the interesting part. He just took a job as far as like a front office job in San Jose. And now he's giving that up to come back to coaching and coaching the San Diego Goals. So just like a great movie line, just when I thought I can get out, they pull me back in. That's exactly what happened with Roy Summer. And he had a lot to say this morning. First, he wanted to thank San Jose for all the years he spent there. And he really wanted to just emphasize 
the experience that he had in San Jose all those seasons. But the first thing, the first thing he said when he got up to that podium is he wants to lead this San Diego Goals team to a Calder Cup. He's not in here to mess around. He wants to get to work right away. And that's going to start tomorrow, which I'll get to momentarily. Roy Summer is very familiar with the San Diego crowd. He mentioned that when he talked about the fans. And there were a lot of fans that came out to this morning's press conference down at Pachanga Arena. And by the way, I heard you guys in the background. I saw some of the pictures. First off, I say this time and time and time again. And I'm going to repeat it once again. The fans down in San Diego are awesome. They are some of the best fans in the entire American Hockey League. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I know that's going to draw the ire of a lot of Ontario Reign fans that listen. Look, I know it's going to tick some of you guys off. I get that. But let's be real here. No one travels in the Pacific Division like the Gulls fans. They go everywhere, guys. All right? Everywhere. And they were there at the press conference. So when Roy Summer said, you know, I got to hand it to these fans. They are well-traveled. They go everywhere. And he even... Okay, he didn't want to make enemies, and he didn't want to say anything bad. He actually even said in the press conference that he didn't want to say anything bad. But we could read between the lines. He knows how um, how minuscule the number of fans were at SAP Center. He knows about the fan base out there. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some great fans in San Jose. There's just not enough. In fact, I went to a game up there where there was maybe 200 fans in the stands. I covered a game up there where it seemed, I say this jokingly, it seemed like there were more people upstairs in the catwalks than there were down in the bowl. <laughs> and I I don't want to be mean. I really don't. But I even thought it in my head like, wow, there's more people up here. Boy, it's kind of scary. <laughs> it's scary up there, folks. But a little bit more, more about Roy Summer. He's familiar with the Ducks franchise. He's familiar with the goals. He has been coaching against them, like I said, for the past seven seasons. He's well-versed in getting guys up to the NHL, something that we saw a lot of the past few years in San Jose. A lot of Barracuda players graduated and graduated pretty well, and they tried to make do with that roster in San Jose who are in the midst of their own rebuild. But Roy Summers said something very interesting this morning. He said that it is not a success unless you have guys go up to the NHL and succeed. So while he wants to win a Calder Cup, he knows the purpose of the American Hockey League. It's to develop. It's to improve. It's to get guys up to the NHL. And it's to maintain guys in the NHL, to keep them up there, to keep them motivated. If he can manage to do all of that and still have some success as far as a playoff run is concerned, then yeah, goals fans should be thrilled. And they should be thrilled with having Roy Summers as a coach. He does a fantastic job. And as a person, he's just so freaking likable. He really is. How can you not like a guy that is kind of like the everyman? How can you not like the kind of guy that will still be at home and fix stuff around his house. How can you not like a guy that still drives around 
and a beat up 2007 pickup truck with <laughs> with a roof rack and a toolbox on top of it. How can you not relate to that guy? That's freaking cool. But the coolest thing, and this is what I alluded to earlier, he spent all that time in Worcester, and the biggest takeaway from his time with the Worcester Sharks was the start of the bolo tie. Yes, that is this head coach. Roy Summer is the guy that wears a bolo tie on the bench. You don't have these guys in the fancy suits and the nice tie. Nope, nope. He's just out there in a jacket, plain white shirt, not even like the nicest suit, and he's just sporting the bolo tie. That apparently started in Worcester. His team went, well, they went on a bad run. And he found one of his grandfather's old bolo ties that he still had in his possession. So he wore that bolo tie. And then the Worcester Sharks went on a seven or eight game run. These were his words. They went on a run. And from then on, whenever there was a bad streak, he would try to bring out the bolo tie. And if other players saw the bolo tie, they said, oh, we'd better step up. We'd better do something. And that's what you want. That is exactly what you want in a head coach. When it's those little things that can try to spark a team. That's what you absolutely want. So, hey, you know what? I mean, he got a lot of guys up to the NHL. He got Joe Pavelski up, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, Evgeny Nabokov, Jonathan Chichu, and even some more recent guys that have, that have played in the Barracuda system. And a lot of them played in the San Jose Sharks last season, but the Sharks were just injured beyond belief. And now he's going to have the same thing with the San Diego goals. But who's going to be on that goal team? Well, I, I talked about that with John Broadbent the other day, and there are going to be some young guys there. But as far as the rest of the cast, we don't know yet. It is free agency. That also includes the American Hockey League. There are going to be some guys coming back that are going to play in San Diego, and we'll see how that goes. But once again, Roy Summer. Roy Summer is officially the new coach of the San Diego Goals, their third coach in three seasons. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout, but first, let's talk about Built Bar, everyone's favorite protein bar, which comes in 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. They're packed with at least 17 grams of protein and only about 4 to 5 grams of sugar on average. And you could try the Built Go, Built Puffs, Built Boost, which I really love, and the original Built Bars. On average, they're only about 170 calories, so not only are they good for you, but they taste good as well. Especially the Churro Puffs, which are protein-infused marshmallows. Churro Puff, still my favorite. If you want to try for yourself, head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. And also, don't forget to check out their birthday club as well. It's really awesome. All right, we're going to talk about the newest assistant coach for the Anaheim Ducks. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we're going to talk about another head coaching hire, well, actually an assistant coaching hire from the Anaheim Ducks. I just spent 
the better part of 10 minutes talking about Roy Summer, the new head coach of the San Diego Gulls. Now we're going to pivot a little bit to the NHL. You like that segue going from minor league to former minor league coach? Well, sort of head coach. I'll explain. So the Ducks just hired an assistant coach to take the reins or take over from the departed Jeff Ward. Craig Johnson is named the Ducks' new assistant coach. Now, why does that name sound familiar to SoCal fans? That's because he was a co-head coach for the Ontario Reign this past season. Wait, co-head coach? What? Let me explain. I'm going to start from two years ago. The reason I'm starting two years ago is because I need to go and backtrack. At the end of the 2010 pandemic-shortened season, Mike Stuthers was let go by the Ontario Reign, right? This all relates, trust me. So going for minor league. He left the Reign, or actually the Reign did not pick up his contract. He was picked up by the Anaheim Ducks to be an assistant coach. All right, cool. So Stutz goes from the Ontario Reign to the Anaheim Ducks. That's all right. Stutz was great with Ontario, led them to a lot of playoff appearances. He was fine. Then the Kings decided, well, we need some fresh new blood. How about this young coach? So they got John Robleski, who they got from the U.S. Developmental Program. So John Robleski had a pretty decent first season, and he brought on a couple of guys. He brought on Johnson and another guy, Chris Height. All right, cool. Cool. So you got Height and Johnson as your assistant coaches for the Ontario Reign. But in the past season, Robleski left the Ontario Reign due to personal reasons. This will sound familiar. So Robo leaves citing personal reasons. So then you have Height and Johnson as the interim head coaches for the time being. Then later on in the season, Robo says, you know, like I can't coach right now. So he actually made his leave of absence permanent. So at the time it was a leave of absence. Then he outright left. So he wasn't coaching at the time. Then, yeah, you had Johnson and Height as co-head coaches or co-head interim coaches for the Ontario Reign. One thing about Johnson that a lot of players liked, and this was actually quoted in Ontario's end-of-season interviews, that they really liked the way he dealt with some of the bigger bodies, and he liked the way that he utilized a good scheme, a good system, in Ontario's power play. Now, Ontario had an excellent power play last season. In fact, they had one of the best power plays all of last year. It was above 20%. The Ontario Reign almost led the entire league in power play percentage throughout the entire season. And there were at least a couple players, one of them being Jarrett Anderson Dolan, who praised Craig Johnson for his continued work with the guys on the power play. You like that. You like having that kind of high praise for a guy that ended up becoming a co-head coach. That's what you want. I mean, the players seem to like him a lot. And to bring him on to the Anaheim Ducks is a great thing. And he takes the place of Jeff Ward, who himself cited personal reasons for leaving. 
So in the midst of having two different coaches and two different franchises both leave for personal reasons, now you have a great, great individual who now heads up one of the assistant coaching gigs for the Anaheim Ducks. And that is now the second coach that Anaheim has plucked from the Ontario Reign. Yep, the Ducks have plucked two of them from the Kings organization, Mike Stuthers and now Craig Johnson. Now, if you're asking, have they worked together? No. Johnson was not an assistant coach under Stutz. However, however, he was a development coach for the LA Kings slash Ontario Reign, while Stutz was a coach with the Reign from 2018 to 2020. So for what it's worth, they've sort of worked together. They're sort of familiar with each other. So now it's going to be those two working together once again as part of the Ducks organization right there on the bench. It's kind of neat, isn't it? How you kind of have this whole connection. As far as more about Craig Johnson, Ducks fans are going to love it because here's the other reason this name should be familiar to you. He was the head coach of the Santa Margarita Catholic High School in the in the Ducks High School Hockey League. He was one of the people that brought the Anaheim Ducks High School Hockey League to new heights. And in fact, he was the director of coaching for the AAA Junior Ducks a few years ago. So he definitely knows how to work with the kids. Uh, he was also an assistant coach for the Ontario Reign back in 2010, back when they were in the ECHL, which is kind of great because he started off his first assistant coaching gig when I started covering hockey. This was back in 2010. So I guess him and I kind of have something in common. Well, sort of. Sort of. Not really, but sort of. So, yeah. Craig Johnson, the new assistant coach for the Anaheim Ducks, and Ducks fans should be very excited about that. If he can help out the Ontario Reigns power play, and believe me, folks, they used to be not quite as abysmal as the Ducks were, but the Ontario Reign power play, well, it, it wasn't that good. It kind of stunk. It propelled itself to one of the best PP units in the entire AHL the past two seasons. And with players saying that they like Craig Johnson and with players saying that he really helped with that, that's got to count for something, right? So should Ducks fans be excited about Johnson and Stutz being assistant coaches? Yes. Yes. Absolutely they should. Oh, and it's not just that. I mean... You know, thinking about the entire coaching staff for the Anaheim Ducks. Now you have Newell Brown, Mike Stuthers, Craig Johnson. All three of those guys will do a terrific job with the Ducks. So I'm fascinated to see how this all works out. All right. After the break, we're going to talk about free agency for just a smidge and some other stuff. But first, I want to remind you that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. We'll be back after the break. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez, and I want to talk about free agency for a hot minute because there's a lot of guys that are going off the board already, and 
one of the big ones that took place late night was Gino going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, Evgeny Malkin signed by the Pittsburgh Penguins on a four-year deal, about $6 million and change. So it's a long-term deal for Pittsburgh, but it keeps the core together. Yeah, this is the part where I'm going to call out a couple of Twitter users because it pissed me off. It pissed me off. Look, loyalty is very important in sports in general and in hockey. And now you have 20 years, and I'm going to uh, talk about this with my buddy Hunter who said, yeah, go ahead and post and say this. 20 years. You fans are going to see 20 years of Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang, and Evgeny Malkin playing with one another. They're also going to all retire with at least three Stanley Cups. Cherish this forever. Yes, absolutely cherish this. You know how often you can get three Hall of Fame-worthy guys together for 20 years? Now, is Pittsburgh going to win any more Stanley Cups by keeping those three together? Probably not. Will they make the playoffs with those three again? Very likely. Yes, they'll make the playoffs. Yes, they might have a round or two. But is this a team that's going to win a title anytime soon? No, but they've already won three. And you do want to reward that kind of loyalty. And you do want to reward having them together for the fan base. And possibly have all three of them go out together. I mean, think about if you have at least one or two of them have their final game at the same time. What a send-off that would be. And there's already people online, I'm going to say it, there's already some idiots saying, no, this is stupid. This is the worst ever. Okay, I'm going to stop them right there. I'm going to call out Patrick Bailey at P. Manning 1969. Oh, goody. Cherish? Are you serious? Cherish sacrificing the future and watching this franchise in a few years go into a possible half decade or more of utility? <laughs> That's worth it? Hell no. No, here's where you're wrong. You cherish it because you want the final curtain to be the piece de resistance of three brilliant careers. You gotta cherish that. And I gave two examples from SoCal a few months ago. Dustin Brown for the LA Kings. I'll give another example. Ryan Getzloff. You know how much it meant for the fans of Anaheim to give him that proper send-off on his final home game, which wound up being his final NHL game of his illustrious career. Do you know how important that is to Ducks fans? To have the longtime captain have the send-off that he did? It's very important. And look how he did. He actually scored on his last home game, his last ever game in the National Hockey League, in front of the loyal fans. That's exactly what you want from El Capitan. And I gave another example, Dustin Brown, who a lot of people respect, and a lot of Kings fans liked having that send-off. That was cool. But Getsy, man, what a way to go out. So as far as fan bases go, you actually want that. And I'm going to call out one other person who I'm just going to call out mercilessly here. Very mercilessly. And this is someone called Aliyup or at Drusifer Turak. Okay. Who had a lot of thoughts about this. Basically said, no, this is the worst thing ever. You know, all the emotions and nostalgia and BS. Yeah. 
This person actually called it BS, who thought it was stupid. Look, I've said this before, loyalty is important. Having something for the fan base is important. There's a ton, ton of examples of great players going out together, not just in hockey, but in other sports. I talked about Ryan Getzloff. How about the Vancouver Canucks? Having the Sedins go out at the same time, 33 and 22, having their final home game in Vancouver and having the reception and the reaction then they, that they did. That was incredible. Maybe I'll go to the East Coast a little bit, not just players, but buildings as well. When some of those classic buildings closed, you had to have the fans come out and give their proper respects. And I'll, I'll even go other sports. How about the NFL? Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, going back to Pittsburgh, aren't I? Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger with his final home game at, I can't believe it's not Heinz Field anymore. But Roethlisberger, that was a pretty decent send-off for him, right? I'll go other sports. How about uh, Major League Baseball? Former Angel, former Dodger, current Cardinal, Albert Pujols is going to play in his final season, his final home run derby. A lot of fans saying, oh, this is dumb. He shouldn't be in it. But at the same time, he just hit a home run against the Dodgers yesterday. And he's been in past home run derbies. It's at least a good way to send him off. He'll go in as an eight seed, probably losing the first round. But at least the fans can give him a proper ovation and a proper send off. Like, oh, I don't know, the 2016 All-Star Game when the fans gave David Ortiz a proper send-off in the All-Star Game, how about a proper send-off for Cal Ripken Jr. in the 2001 All-Star Game in Seattle when he hit that home run? How about other send-offs? I can go on. How about a proper send-off to Nolan Ryan, having his number retired while he was still playing? Come on now. Ridiculous. Plenty of Angels have had proper send-offs in the past. Plenty of Dodgers have had proper send-offs in the past. You keep them on because you want that loyalty. I'll even go to the NBA because why the hell not, right? Dirk Nowitzki, he had a great send-off in Dallas, including his final step step back fadeaway. Oh, I'll give the ultimate example. Kobe Bean Bryant. 2016. April of 2016. He dropped a 60 spot on the Utah Jazz on his grand finale. By the way, that was what was supposed to be the biggest story of that day was that the Golden State Warriors won their 73rd game of the season, thereby breaking an NBA record. But no, all eyes were on Kobe Bryant as soon as he started putting up more points. He got to 20. He got to 30. Oh, I should know because I was freaking there. I cried during that game. I cried on Kobe's last game. Yes, the Lakers were complete trash. That was one of their worst seasons record-wise in franchise history. But damned if I didn't enjoy that, I cried. That was a proper send-off. And for him to close out by having a game winner, 60 points, and saying Mamba out, that meant everything. And having those three in a Pittsburgh Penguin sweater together is going to mean everything for those fans. Having Crosby, Latang, and Malkin retire as Penguins, it's going to mean a lot to that fan base. 
So to Adjusa for Turak, shut up. Just saying. At P Manny in 1969, step off. Be quiet. You do cherish this. And you absolutely do cherish this forever. When those three pens are going to have their numbers raised on the not-quite-igloo in Pittsburgh. All right. That's it. I'm done ranting. That's it for today's show. We'll be back Wednesday afternoon after the initial free agent frenzy takes place. And we'll see who the Ducks sign and how that goes. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow this show across all platforms, as I've mentioned. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to reach out, you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm JD Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. <laughs>